Hello, everyone. I must say, need to say, and want to say that after 25 years of being exposed to a lot of mainstream pornography, but not all mainstream pornography, especially starting as a five-year-old, being exposed to it by organized crime figures, I can honestly say that my days of viewing mainstream pornography are totally over. At 12 a.m. East Coast time this morning, Meaning today, I stopped viewing it. I stopped perusing for it. I stopped searching for it. I stopped self-pleasuring and masturbating to it. And I stopped entertaining the thoughts as well as the curiosity for it. I am so proud of myself. I'm so grateful for myself. And I am so elated for myself because the curiosity was not put there by me. It was put there by organized crime figures. Most people in the mainstream porn world, of course, are not criminals. In fact, most people in mainstream porn are not evil people. I understand that. There are plenty of decent people in that world. I just wish they got to run the executive leadership decisions regarding the pornographic business in the mainstream porn world. But what I do understand is that I don't, I've learned not to miss that world. I've, I don't seek to duplicate such a world. Um, I have taught myself not to masturbate to the memories of what I saw regarding their film productions. In my mind, they should be watching me have healthy sex. I should not be watching them have unwholesome sex. They should be masturbating to me, sexually daydreaming about me. I should not be masturbating to them. I should not be daydreaming about them. They should be having wet dreams and sex dreams about me. I should not be having wet dreams and sex dreams about them. Um, They should be the ones seeking me for their nocturnal emissions. I don't seek them for for my nocturnal emissions. They should be ejaculating to me. I shouldn't be ejaculating to them. Besides, in a lot of mainstream porn film productions, I don't know if I... I didn't know if I was viewing or for lack of a better term, jacking off to um, sexual abuse. Um, Because consent is not well articulated in that world, verbally and non-verbally. 
I never searched for illegal porn, never have, never will. I never searched for um, dehumanizing porn on purpose, never have, never will. And if I ever did see anything sexual that turned out not to be consensual and it turned out to be dehumanizing, I want to say that I sincerely apologize to all the survivors um, because that was never my intent that was never in my head to do never have and never will be and what I also got to learn was um, when it came to sex and sexuality for myself I've learned That when it comes to sex, I don't need to be boastful and I don't need to be braggadocious. I've learned when it comes to sex, I don't need to be theatrical nor performative. I've learned when it comes to sex, I don't need to be anybody's ventriloquist dummy. When it comes to sex, I don't need to be robotic. I don't need to be computerized when it comes to sex. I don't need to be impersonal when it comes to sex. I don't need to be a lap dog nor a laptop when it comes to sex. Um, in fact, I have learned that it's okay to masturbate to the right people, not the wrong people. It's okay to view the right people having sex, not the wrong people having sex. I'm not encouraging peeping Tomming. I'm not encouraging um, deliberate non-consensual enthusiasm nor voyeurism. Never that. Um... I'm talking about when there's deliberate, enthusiastically consensual voyeurism and exhibitionism. Um, that's what I'm encouraging. I never encourage deliberate, non-consensual exhibitionism ever. Um, it has taught me that Because I respect women, that's why I choose not to view mainstream pornography anymore. I choose not to masturbate or ejaculate to it anymore. Because the more I heal, the more I respect women and girls, the more I have to stay away from who and what dishonors them. So I want to say on record to all the women and girls in the world, I am sincerely sorry for the unintentional contribution to misogyny that I played a role in. Even though I know in my heart it was never my intent to hurt e-verbally, non-verbally, that's exactly what happened. And for that, I am immeasurably sorry. I'm immeasurably apologetic. And I know I will never hurt y'all in such ways ever again. And even though some people said being hard on myself, if I am, it's unintentional. But I also understand that women and girls have it harder in life than I do. I don't want anyone or anything to be hard on them, not even themselves. And I feel that same way about myself. So not being 
around mainstream porn has has me enjoying an officially conscientious and conscious nutritious relationship with sex um It's much easier for me to appreciate women without purity culture. Without toxic hyper-masculinity, sexuality. And it's much easier for me to appreciate women without the childhood compound sex crimes trauma of my past when I was five against our will, myself and them, the women and girls. I decided that in order to really honor my grandma... I had to let go of any and all forms of misogyny. And in my heart, I confront it. I confront my heart every day. I always check to see if there's misogyny in my heart. And if there's any misandry in my heart, is there any queerphobia in my heart, is there any bigotry in my heart. I do daily heart examinations, daily heart re-examinations. Like, to all the men in the world, I can say that I'm immeasurably sorry and immeasurably apologetic for playing a role in the dishonoring of men and boys. Because mainstream porn, yes, it hurt A lot of it hurts women and girls the most, but men and boys get hurt too. Um, And I can say the same things for LGBTQ plus people, non-binary people as well. I want to, I need to say, I'll start with the women. To all the women who are listening, even the ones not listening, to the podcast, I apologize sincerely for succumbing to female dehumanization female self-objectification, female objectification, female sexual objectification, female commodification, female reification. I sincerely apologize. That will never happen again. I know better when it comes to you, so I'm going to do better when it comes to you. When it comes to the men and the boys... I sincerely apologize for the male dehumanization, male objectification, male self-objectification, male sexual objectification, male reification, and male commodification. I know better in you, so I'm going to do better in you. And those things will never happen again. Now, to the LGBTQ plus community, non-binary communities, I sincerely apologize for the LGBTQ plus slash non-binary dehumanizations, commodifications, reifications, sexual rectifications, self-objectifications, and reifications. I know better when it comes to us. So I'm going to do better when it comes to us. And those things will never happen again. To my inner child self, this is what I say. 
when you were five. I sincerely am sorry and apologetic immeasurably both when it came to the child objectification, child sexual objectification, child self-objectification, child reification, child commodification, and child demonization and child objectification that I could not help but to endure against my will. And those things will never happen to us again. This is my adult self talking to my kid self. Um, I truly am understanding of the fact that I've learned to guard my sight, I guard my hearing, I guard my touch, I guard my taste, I guard my smell, I guard my body, I guard my heart, I guard my mind, I guard my memories, and I guard my soul. I guard my instincts, I guard my intuition, I guard my personality, I guard my disposition, I guard my temperament, I guard my erotic blueprint types, and I guard my sexual personalities. Um, I guard my inner child, and I guard my outer adult as well. All of the above were... When it came to me were injured whenever I was saw um, main, uh, certain some mainstream porn I was taught to self trauma trigger I was taught to self sexual trauma trigger too so basically I was taught to engage in self sexual related trauma triggers and I was also taught to engage in self non-sexual related trauma triggers too I can honestly say I know not all mainstream porn is bad. I get that. There are ethical mainstream porn out there that I, I, in fact, I would personally love to work with, work for, Um, ethical mainstream porn. I would not mind helping out with executive leadership, film crew, and performing when it comes to ethical mainstream porn. But a lot of the mainstream porn has unethical mainstream porn. So for me, how do I feel about sex now that I don't see such mainstream porn like I used to, like I was taught to?
I've learned that when it comes to sex, this is what works for me. I'm all things extraordinary, as y'all know. So when it comes to most people who want to have sex with me, I abstain from them for this new reason. They will confuse and conflate the sex that we're having for the filling of voids that I'm not meant to fill. Don't get me wrong. I love to fill healthy voids at the same time. With them, they would make me the center of their joy and the center of the universe. That tends to happen when you're an extraordinary person. Most people who express some kind of infatuation for you, that they have for you, it turns out to be warped infatuation, a warped limerence, because they're so desperate that they would look at me and go, I'm a, they would be the jealous type, the envious type, to the point where they would need too much reassurance, too many compliments, and too much of me having to calm them down. For it to actually work, it it wouldn't work at all. That was some sarcasm on my part. But the truth still stands. The truth is taking a knee on this. So, now you have all the reasons why I barely have sex. I keep my partners to a tiny, bare minimum. And if I were to do adult films... I would keep on screen partners to a tiny bare minimum as well. Um, when it comes to who I am, I barely date. Not because I can't get a date. I know I can land noble dates. When I say land, I'm not talking about recruitment. I'm not talking about chasing. I'm not even talking about capturing. When I say land, I'm talking about me naturally meeting the right people, the right people naturally meeting me. And the magnetism reveals besides our character that we are meant to have a healthy infatuation, healthy limits with each other. So I know that I'm attractive in the dating world. I understand that. But I barely date because most people, when it comes to me, the ones who find me appealing, they would easily take me for granted because when you're extraordinary of a person, they they don't take your presence seriously. And if they feel like since you're always there, they would always have me at their beck and call. 
and always have me waiting on them hand and foot. They would want me to treat them like royalty, but they wouldn't want to treat me like royalty. They wouldn't want a healthy exchange of royal treatment from each other to each other. Most people are insensitive lovers. The ones who want to have sex with me. And most people are desensitized lovers. The ones who want to have sex with me. Meaning, insensitivity and desensitization are also a part of their core identities of who they truly are. Um, also, I'm child free by choice, single by choice, pet free by choice, live alone by choice. Um, and these are all permanent choices of mine for this new reason. Most people would not be good roommates to me. Most people, when it comes to roomating, wouldn't understand my environmental triggers. They wouldn't understand my animal and rodent related triggers. They wouldn't understand my parental styles and they wouldn't understand my romantic necessities either. Those things about me are also extraordinary. And most people are ordinary, so... Can they truly be fully sensitized? And... And fully... Considerate of my plights, the answer is no, they would not be able to. Only other extraordinary people can be fully sensitized to me and be fully considerate of me. So non-monogamy and monogamy are both challenging to me. I'll start with non-monogamy. Extraordinary people are rarer than rare. So most of the people who want to practice non-monogamy with me would not be able to truly process all things me correctly. Um, monogamy would be challenging for me because as a global icon my professional living Because the personal living
to fall by the wayside because for this new reason. Dealing with the public requires a great deal of consumption of my energy. And it's much easier for me to deal with the public as a confirmed bachelor who is a voluntary childlessness. Because dealing with the public and dealing with each and every diversified audience would make it hard for me to reserve all that energy for a life partner and for our offspring. So now you've learned that final reason for what's right for me. And then I also learned that um, That mainstream erotica, mainstream pornography were both not designed for me. Don't get me wrong, I would love to star in ethical erotica, visual, video, audio, and written, but, um, Why did I say that they're both the mainstream parts were not designed for me? I'll tell you this re- new reason. They're unprepared for the intersectionalities of my life. Black, autistic, queer cult survivor, organized crime survivor, intimate partner of violence and sexual violence survivors, survivor of racism, broken dysfunctional family. Those intersectionalities, most people in the porn world, sex work world, and erotica world are overwhelmed by not knowing what to think, say, do, or feel when it comes to me. In fact, most people outside of this porn world, sex work world, and in the erotic world don't know what to think, say, do, or feel when it comes to me. In fact, most people, sexually, non-sexually, They don't know what to do when it comes to me, when it comes to think, say, do, and feel. So all the systems of the world were never designed for me because they never imagined each and every aspect of me. And that is something I have peacefully come to terms with. Most people when it comes to television and movie sex scenes like Hollywood, for example, they wouldn't know 
how to be sexual with me for acting purposes without the fear of sexual trauma triggers trying to rear ugly heads in my life. And so and that truth is also in place. For example, those outside of the television movie sex scene world of Hollywood. When it comes to sex for me, they would be afraid to to some extent because in their minds I don't want to say or do think or feel anything sexually that reminds them of being five years old. And I respect that compassion. I love that empathy at the same time. Other extraordinary people would know how to sexually treat me, how not to sexually treat me, but ordinary people, it's a deer caught in the headlights when it comes to them on that. also learned how to how to treat women for example I understand that not all women have what it takes to be excellent mother figures to me. And at the same time, I treat all older women that I'm not romantically nor sexually involved with like mothers to me. I understand that not all younger women have what it takes to be excellent sisterly figures to me. But I treat all younger women that I'm not romantically or sexually involved with as sisters to me. I understand that not older, not all older men are excellent fatherly figures to me. But I treat all older men, except the ones I'm romantically and sexually involved with, as fathers to me. I understand that not all younger men have what it takes to be excellent brotherly figures to me, but I do treat all younger men that I'm not romantically or sexually involved with as brotherly figures to me. I've learned to be an excellent motherly figure to myself. I've learned to be an excellent brotherly figure to myself. I've learned to be an excellent sisterly figure to myself. Um, I'll say this. I've learned to be an excellent son figure to myself. And I've learned to be an excellent daughter figure to myself. I've learned to be an excellent grandmother to myself. I've learned to be an excellent grandfather to myself. 
I learned to be an excellent niece to myself. I learned to be an excellent nephew to myself. I learned to be an excellent aunt to myself. And I learned to be an excellent cousin to myself. I play each and in every and any and all family roles to myself excellently. So when other people play these roles for me, they're they're just extraordinary extras. I've learned to be an excellent spouse to myself. I've learned to be an excellent life partner to myself. I've learned to be an excellent sex partner to myself. I've learned to be an excellent sensitive lover to myself. So when other people play these roles in my life, again, they're just extraordinary extras. Um, To include the non-binary persons within my statements. Here I go. I treat all older non-binary persons as parents, even though not all of them are capable of being excellent parental figures to me. I'm talking about the ones I'm not romantically nor sexually involved with. I treat all younger non-binary persons as siblings. Even though not all of them have what it takes to be excellent siblings to me. I'm talking about the ones, again, that I'm not romantically or sexually involved with. I have these ways of thinking that keep me from ever going back to viewing any adult material that I'm not fully certain regarding the full honoring of human rights. I've learned not to be pleasured by that kind of adult material. And what I've also learned is this. The reason why mainstream porn was in my life as long as it was until 12 a.m. this morning, East Coast time. I was taught to have a warped sense of sexual security, a warped sense of sexual curiosity, a warped sense of sexual intimacy, a warped sense of sexual novelty, a warped sense of sexual journeying, a warped sense of sexual adventuring, a warped sense of sexual exploration, a warped sense of sexual elevation, and a warped sense of sexual inclinations to 
it was on and off, on again, off again. And as I got older, I saw mainstream porn less and less. It was heavily each day at one point because of organized crime and um, there are times I wouldn't see it for months or weeks Um, times I went a year without seeing it and I mean that I wouldn't I was thankful I didn't do certain clicks that would make me see certain things. And now I decided to be totally off when it comes to it this time because it is it is exceedingly excruciating to locate any kind of mainstream point that it's ethical I know it's out there but to retrieve it is slim to none I've learned that most porn is not worth masturbating to most porn is not worth ejaculating to. Most porn is not worth storing in your short-term sexual memory and long-term sexual memory. Most porn is not worthy of duplication and replication. And most people in porn are not even worthy of my sexual attraction to. In terms of acting it out. And most people in porn are not even worthy of having them as as sexual role models in my life. And I also took the time to understand that in a lot of mainstream porn companies, the employers Excuse me. I sneeze because the bullshit in animation porn just makes me feel allergic. I've learned that the a lot of the employers in mainstream porn are unjust and unfair. To the mainstream porn employees. I've learned that those employers in particular have no compassionate love in their hearts for their employee for the mainstream porn employees. That's why they're harsh with them. And those same employers in live mainstream porn 
embitter their employees. That's why those employees in particular become discouraged. And I have learned that And a lot of mainstream porn, I see sexual selfish ambition, I see sexual vain conceit, they're too busy looking to their own sexual interests sexual interests and are not concerned about the sexual interest interest of others and I see sexual egomania I see sexual ungratefulness And I see sexual stinginess and sexual greediness, too. Mainstream porn, te- a lot of mainstream porn teaches people to be sexually double-minded, to live a sexual double life, to be sexual double-dipping and sexual double-dealing. They do not control their bodies well. Because how they treat people is not about healthy sexual mutual submission. It's all about toxic hyper. Toxic hypermasculine men foolishly seeing themselves as the sexual head of women. And that these toxic hypermasculine men think that women should submit to them in everything non sexually and everything sexually too. Their type of foolish talk is centered on degradation. Their type of coarse joking is centered on decimation. And their type of obscenity is centered on devastation. In that world, there is sexual libel, sexual slander, sexual character assassinations, and sexual smear campaigns. 
it all the above occurs within a lot of the mainstream porn camera sex and a lot of the sex that happens outside of mainstream porn between people within the mainstream porn companies. And these smear campaigns, character assassination, life balance, slander, are also non-sexual. That happens on set and off set too. In their sexual fury, they do wrong. They allow evening to come while still wallowing in their sexual fury. heart has been telling me that my value of sex which is priceless is officially completely priceless now that I have departed the majority of mainstream porn I'm talking about the unethical, not the ethical. My grandma, I know she would be very proud of me. And to be honest, it's a lot easier for me now and forevermore to... Focus on what I can agree with when it comes to those who are anti-porn. Now, I'm pro-human rights porn, which is my definition of ethical porn. But myself and anti-porn people can agree that we can, myself and anti-porn people can agree that there are problems in mainstream porn and we can strongly agree on each and every problem within mainstream porn. So I can honestly tell them that I want to remove the human rights abuses, human rights violations that fester in that world. And I can tell them from personal experience that I know each and every problem in the sex industry. I'm I'm pro-ethical adult sex industry, as y'all know. Um, I'm pro-human rights honoring sex industry, again, as y'all know. But I can tell them as a person who was forced to grow up in such a world... Uh, the sex industry being harmful. Me and anti-poor people have a lot in common. We agree on the issues, the problems, and the conflicts. They may feel like they don't want any sex industry at all. I could, And I can say from my perspective, especially meeting people throughout my life, that the sex industry doesn't have to be completely bad because it's not. 
there are decent people in that world. You have sensitive lovers in that world. You have people having sex for, and sex work for all the right reasons in that world. There are plenty of people who do that. It's not about being forced. It's not about being coerced. People are not being objectified. They're being respected and protected. So a lot of sex workers have these experiences just that it doesn't happen as often as it should. Sadly, um, the sex industry does need to do a much better job in prosecute, you know, having the prosecutions of predators and perpetrators be successful. I do think that the abusers, the traumatized victimizers should be kept kept off the streets permanently and uh, legally punished. I do feel that way. So I can agree with the anti-poor and anti-sex work community about those issues. And I do feel that drugging and making drunk and forcing tobacco addiction, you know, nicotine addiction, forcing gambling and forcing sexual compulsory behaviors on sex workers are just completely wrong. And I totally stand with the anti-sex work, anti-porn community on those particular perspectives. And I can honestly say that some of them would say, didn't you say in your earlier episodes that you would occasionally um, use sex work or sexual service? Here's where I come in and say that it's never about exploitation. It's never about desperation. It's never about wham, bam, thank you, bam, because that's not who I am. I'm not a hit it and quit it type of person. Um, I would develop a friendship with them first. And yes, we have a true friendship that's centered on all of the right principles. And we would have a true friendship for all the right reasons. It's just that on rare occasions... We act out our, our healthy sexual attraction to each other. And on rare occasions, but not always, I give them money. And I never bankrupt myself. I never cause my bank accounts to be depleted or bleed. And, some, and usually the sex is free. That's how I am with them. Notice I said friendship. Notice I said true friendship. Meaning, whatever we think, say, and do, and feel are ongoing. It's never, I don't want to have anything to do with you. It's no. We have everything to do with each other. And that's how I would treat each and every sex worker, you know. And some people would think it's disbelief, but no. Even with sex workers, I I would treat them as people. And I would also help them in other ways. Like, they may have other career goals and hobbies they want to do that are natural to them in terms of their life's purpose. It's their, you know, sex work, that's just the icing on the cake in their lives. But I focus more on their full humanity. So, plus, there would be no misogyny, no misandry, no racism, no queer phobia regarding my relationships with, you know, my sex worker friends and my non-sex worker friends, too. On screen, off screen, 
No discriminatory attitudes at all. No discriminatory practices at all either. And um, and like I said, I know I'm a very I'm a very attractive person. Um, again, like I said in that previous episode, when some sex is free, it's just that sexual friendships. That's just a excellent bonus. Notice I said very occasions with sex workers though, garden sex rare, where there would be some money exchange, but it would all be of decriminalization and legalization too. Law and reason, right? And uh, I feel like I feel like in closing, I'll say this. Um, well, not in closing. What? Why? I, I shouldn't have said that. I'll just talk, and then when I'm done, I'm done. So. What is it like for me to no longer um, not see mainstream porn like I used to? I would say that my sexual noble character has officially skyrocketed through the roof. I enjoy building my sexual character. I enjoy resisting the sexual attacks of my past. Erotic temptations no longer feel like they consume me due to my daily sexual work ethic of being of sexual um, humaneness. And Okay, now here's my parting statement for real. When people sexually think about me, what comes to their sexual minds? Am I sexually remembered with sexual joy by them? Do my sexual acts of sexual kindness lift them up sexually I be I can now officially say yes with a stamped approval to all the above <laughs>